0: Welcome to the Multidimensional Evolution Podcast. I am your host, Kim McCall. If you want to find out more about life beyond the physical dimension, this is the place to be. We will be having conversations to expand your consciousness and help you reconnect with your essential self. But given the subject matter is a request. Don't believe in anything, including what is shared here. Experiment, have your own experiences, and always use discernment. Welcome to episode 3, where I'm continuing my conversation with Tatiana Motta, author of the book, Intermissive Course, Have You Prepared Yourself for the Challenges of Human Life? If you haven't listened to episode 2 yet, I encourage you to go back and do so now, so you get the context of Tatiana's work. Otherwise, stay tuned for a deep dive into the intermissive course. We'll be looking at the factors to help you work out whether you might have prepared yourself, through such a course for this current life. And also, if you're a parent, what kind of indicators you might be looking for in your children, and how best to support them to live the life they came here for. I hope you enjoy this episode. (music) Tatiana, hello, and thank you so much for coming back on For another look at the intermissive course.
1: Hey Kim, it's great to be here with you again. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Well I guess guess I'm still learning a bit about the timekeeping and you know we covered so many interesting topics in the last uh, call. Um, I didn't want to cut that short but today I'm really keen for us to to dive deep into this concept of intermissive course and in particular some practical aspects and um, one of those uh, in your book you, you list 10 indicators um, that can help us or 10 personality traits that can help us uh, work out for ourselves um, if we might have come with that kind of study course before we were born and I was really keen for you to talk a bit about that today
1: Oh, sure. Um, You know, my book is based on these uh, 10 items, so I try to make it very practical in a way that the reader will be able to uh, reflect on these traits and uh, answer the intermissivist test, you know. So uh, I need to mention that this w- this is what we call the intermissivist test. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the chapters of a treatise from Dr. Valdo Vieira, who, which is called 700 Consentiology Experiments. Okay. So this is a treatise he published in 1994. And uh, it's uh, one of you know, the main Conscientiological works he has published with over 1,000 pages and 40 sections. And um, in one of these uh, sections, there is this uh, chapter which is called the Experiences from Your Intermissive Course. Mm-hmm. And that's where we can find these 10, uh, you know, traits we can study and respond. It's like a test. And uh, what Dr. Vieira uh, said is that if we, you know, go through these uh, items and reflect on them and answer uh, these questions, and if we answer positively to at least five questions of the test out Mm. of 10, Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, an indication that you have been, uh, you know, you have the strong traits or the, the qualities of an intermissivist. So that's very interesting because it's very practical. And this is the reason I actually chose to study this test first myself yes, to find out whether I was an intermissivist or not. And then to help readers to, you know, study, reflect, and find out uh, themselves. So uh, if you allow me, I'm going to just give a brief, you know, uh, explanation of each of these um, 10 items.
0: That would be lovely. Yes, please. Uh,
1: okay. So there are actually strong traits or qualities, you know, or that someone or one can have that will... Uh, indicates they have, you know, enrolled in an intermissive course. So there are personality traits. uh, And the first one is self-confidence. So this is like, uh, you know, when the person is confident, it's not just confident of, you know, themselves, of of their potential. But in this specific item, uh, what um, we mean is that The person does not have any kind of critical, uh, you know, kind of fear or issue or dilemma or uncertainties that may block their free thinking or full manifestation. Okay, for example, uh, some people have some kinds of um phobias. Or a very intense fear of something, and this makes them be more hesitating while dealing with life challenges. Uh, so an intermissivist will be more of um, you know more free to you know take decisions and uh, uh, not they're not gonna be paralyzed by insecurities. So this is one of the items. The second one, uh which is called self-awareness, is the you know certainty of possessing a sense of immortality. So the intermissive uh the intermissivist is you know certain that we do have have had previous lives and we have this current one and we have future lives. Um, so we are, you know, immortal. Mm-hmm. So this is just a reality to to an intermissivist. This is not like doesn't have to do with any kind of faith or you know uh, brainwashing or whatever. It's just an innate, uh, you know, awareness of this reality
0: and, and inner knowing. Uh, like they they know in themselves that they will that they that they live beyond the physical.
1: Exactly, it's just a self confirmation, you know, without anyone having to say this to them. Yes. Um, the third item, uh, which is called prioritization, it's uh, it has to do with uh, the you know the intermissivist of the or the person uh, searching for uh, you know discernment or searching for knowledge or searching for a greater self self-awareness in order to um, uh, follow the responsibilities they have in this life. So uh, the, the intermissivist has this sense of responsibility that they have something to do in their lives and they just prioritize what is more important. They uh, prioritize projects that are more advanced, or they are more serious for the society yes. sometimes, uh, uh, just, you know, not doing what people their age are doing, for example, just, you know, in the ordinary life. Mm-hmm. So the, the priority is something very important for the intermissivist. Uh, let's go ahead then. Uh, yes, the yes, fourth,
0: I, will, I will go back. For- we'll, <clears throat> sorry, I'll just, I, I will, you know, come back and ask you a few questions days sure. after
1: that's perfect, so the fourth one is um what we call the existential series uh so in conscientiology we call this series axis, which is the uh the you know the theory of the series axis is uh it has to do with this series of lives we've had, so the intermissivist just accepts this. natural is just a natural fact and it's incorporated into their uh, day-to-day existence there's no problem about this you know they deal with people uh, with their friends families always taking into consideration that they've had always uh, you know they have they've had previous experiences together uh, and they will have future experience together as well. So this changes everything in terms of relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. So for the intermissivist, this is a very important um, aspect in their lives. To,
0: to know that your relationships are much longer than our current manifestation. E-
1: exactly. So the, the uh, importance of, you know, nurturing positive relationships is crucial for the intermissivist. Yes. Um, So let's go ahead then. Uh, The fifth item, which is called hyperacuity, uh, has to do with the innate ideas that the intermissivist may have about their destiny, about their personal career, their uh, existential program, or their lives, what they're going to do with their lives. So uh, the, you know, the intermissivist has always, since they are kids, usually, they have these principles and values and thoughts and feelings they carry in, you know, within them Mm -hmm. uh, that have to do with the learnings they've had before they they were born in the intermissive course. So and what is, is this
0: word? This word you used, hyperacuity, what is that, uh, does yeah, that mean?
1: It, yeah, acuity, like, you know, when you, uh, you have uh, a, a very, very uh, sharp focus okay. to study something or, do, or to understand something. So we have just add, added the hyper because it has to do with all the extra physical Mm. Understanding of you know your yourself and the world you you live in, in terms of multidimensionality, not only the human life but the other dimensions as well. So that's why uh, we use this hyper for hyperacuity. You know.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so uh, the other item is uh, the sixth one in the intermissivist, intermissivist test, which is self motivation. Uh, so the, intermissive, uh, the intermissivist uh, is usually uh, s- ver- has a very spontaneous self motivation to research, uh, research themselves, research the world, the people. And uh, the main thing about this motivation is that they want to learn about the environment in order to execute, uh, you know, beneficial assistance to, uh, to humanity, to humankind. So they are motivated to make a difference in society. And they want to use, you know, all their strengths, their uh, bioenergies, their uh, parapsychic, um, um, you know, abilities. Yes. All the you know the the strong traits they have in order to contribute to society.
0: So they're very giving, motivated to give, really to give to the world, to give to people around them.
1: Exactly, they have this self motivation. Um, and then the seventh item, Kim, is what we call parapsychism. Mm-hmm. which has to do with uh, parapsychic phenomena itself. You know, the experience of paraperceptions people f- have, and it, it happens everywhere with everyone. Some people perceive it more strongly and others not as strongly, or sometimes they just don't give, you know, importance to that. Yes. But for the intermissivist, uh, these phenomena, they experience... They uh, are very pacifying. They are very convincing in terms of uh, uh, confirming all these um, ideas, innate ideas they have about, you know, uh, having prepared before this current life for an existential program of the multidimensionality of uh, the importance of the bioenergies to qualify our interactions in the everyday life. So this is one aspect that is very important, actually, for the intermissivists, which means uh, using their parapsychism or their um, uh, sensitive, like parapsychic sensitivity, to uh, understand more about their lives in the world and assisting other people.
0: Yes, and uh, if I if, the- I if I sorry to interrupt, but if I just if I understand that correctly, it's basically uh, people have enough experiences to know in themselves about multidimensional reality without having to rely on. That's what you meant by pacifying I think right they're at peace with the fact that that's how life is is that is that right it,
1: Yeah they are in peace because you know when you have uh, when you experience for example uh, an out of the body experience uh, yes. and you are uh, you know you have these feelings or these these intimate convictions that you are a consciousness, you're not just a human being. And then you sleep at night, you have an out-of-body uh, an out experience, and you see yourself, your body there la- lying down, and you see that you are still alive using another body, thinking uh, in a more, you know, uh, expanded way. This is very pacifying because you confirm to yourself these innate ideas you've had. Mm-hmm. So, this is why you, you keep, you, you, after um, an experience like this, for example, you become more uh, a more balanced person, uh, more confident, and also more, you know, pacified. That's the, 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 the main idea. Yes. Okay. okay, so let's go ahead then. Uh, the eighth uh, topic, it's uh, the existential program. Which in Conscientiology we have a neologism for this, which is which it is uh proaxis, existential program. I think existential
0: so, existential program itself might be a neologism, I think. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's it. So what is this, right? Uh, we've we've like talked a little about pro-axis the last time we, we talked, but these are for the intermissivist, it's these intuitions one may have about some import, important existential task in life to be realized, you know, during this lifetime. Or um, And this is very persistent, you know. Usually the intermissivist is born, and like as soon as they are like more aware of their life and stuff, they, are, they start thinking about this. They have this intimate feeling that they have something to do in life. Sometimes they don't know what that is, but they they have this you know persistent idea that they need to do something you know in this lifetime. So this yes. is what we call the intermissive intermiss uh, sorry the existential program.
0: Yes, that's what they're here um,
1: for. Yeah, uh, and then the ninth uh, item is what we call the self retrocognition. So the retrocognition Kim, is what we call uh, usually ordinarily say, you know, the remembrance of a past life, mm-hmm. you know, we remember you, you have a memory from a past life where you had, you know, a different uh, personality or a, uh, living with a different family in a different um, um, place or country or language. And um, this has been studied you know in for for many you know centuries in all kinds of you know studies but for the intermissivist uh these retrocognitions they um they are enriching because they show them first that they are uh multidimensional consciousnesses they've yes. had previous lives and the most important uh, they will be able to remember uh, information, to recall information about the intermissive course. So they will be able to remember to ass- uh, access information mm-hmm. on their existential program. So, on...
0: so this is important. So this is not just a memory of a past life. This is a memory of the period between lifetimes.
1: Exactly which is actually the most interesting one for us at the moment. You know, it's very good in terms of self-knowledge to have a retrocognition from a previous life, like centuries ago. Uh, but in practical terms, the fact that you remember what you were studying before you were born, what you prepared for, uh, is much more interesting in, terms, in practical terms. So this is what intermissivists actually aim at while working with self-retrocognitions. Yes. And the last one uh, is uh, what we call omni interaction, which is an uh in uh, more broad interaction with you know the cosmos, with life, with the order, the order in the universe.
0: So omni-interaction, um, omni, omni means everything, right? Exactly. Ev- yes.
1: So, and when you talk about this, this is a more, you know, um, um, the deep level of studies uh, because that's why it's the 10th item. It has to do with a more uh, a self-awareness of the universe, of the dimensions, of, you know, all the consciousness, who are in the universe, not only the physical one, but the extra physical ones as well. Uh, the sense that we have an evolution, that we are evolving and that we are, um, you know, becoming more mature in our evolution and that as, uh, as you know, the same way we are more evolved than, um, than ants, for example. Than or ants, than yes. a- ants or animals, uh, there are other consciousnesses that are more evolved than we are. So, this gives us a sense of, uh, you know, omni interaction. We are evolving mm-hmm. and we are interacting with more evolved consciousnesses and less evolved consciousnesses, uh, all aiming to evolve. You know, so we have this interaction and this inter uh, in uh, relation all the time. Yes, and these are the uh, like briefly the ten items. I'm happy to discuss about some of them if you'd like to. Uh,
0: yes, look, I would love to. I, I I know your book. In your book, you've dedicated a chapter to each of these, so there is obviously a lot more to talk about. And um, I do also uh, want to, at the end, talk a bit about. Um, children in particular and how we can um, support children around their existential program and around finding out if they have um, maybe had an intermissive cause. So I want to leave some room for that. But I do, uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions about some of these. So, and I actually would like to start, I might just jump around a bit, if that's okay. Okay. Um, I'll I'll uh, because we just ended on this omni interaction and um, I just, as you were talking about that, I I was getting this sense um, of uh, being connected to everything. So it's the sense that um, I've been lucky enough to experience and people write about it in this uh, cosmic consciousness kind of experience um, where you have a sense of uh, your place as a part of some very hard to describe network of existence of being that goes across dimensions and across time and space in a way. Um, And is that, I guess that's what the feeling I got when you started talking about this, and I'm just wondering if that's partly what that relates to omni-interaction, interacting with everything
1: yeah exactly. So um that's uh, you know your your explanation of you know this phenomena was perfect. I wouldn't be able to describe it as perfectly as you did now. Uh, so you know, um in conscientology we have this term we say evolutionary maxim mechanism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is uh, it has to which has to do with you know these multi-dimensional interactions this uh, mechanism of you know that we live in we don't really know how it is uh, usually because in our you know current situation here as you know hostages of the a physical brain <laughs> uh, we have you know no we don't have much room to you know explore in terms of memory and, uh, you know, of potentiality of the memory to understand this maxi mechanism. Mm. But sometimes uh, you've seen people who have had some parapsychic phenomena and they have worked with their energies or or had some kind of, you know, um, uh, enlightenment, right? Enlightening. Uh, some spiritual experience, and they were able to, you know, catch a glimpse of what this Max mechanism is. You know, they feel they are part of this whole mechanism, uh, which is extremely advanced, and it's extremely universalistic. Yes. Um, And when people get back, you know, or they wake up if they are sleeping or they they get back to their, you know, um, open their eyes and they are here back in the the physical dimension, Uh, this change, this experience changed their life forever because they, you know, they see they are more than just, uh, you know, the homo sapiens. Yes, they are more than just this life. The you know the work they do, the family they have, the problems they have, the bills they have to pay. You know there is much more. Um, you know uh, things to in you know in the evolution in the evolutionary mechanism. Mm. And um, so, what happens? Why? Why does this experience? Uh, Like, what is, does this, does it have to do with the intermissivist? Why is this item in the intermissivist, intermissivist, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. test?
1: Um, Because when we are doing the intermissive course, we uh, have some kinds of experiences. They are uh, educational experiences to broaden our sense of universalism. Okay. So when we are born, we are more, you know, more, Uh, focused not in our belly button but we are focused on uh, the humankind so we are focused on helping uh, the society somehow we are not not we are not just thinking about our you know problems exactly so in the intermissive course we sometimes have what we call field trips to you know distant dimensions or planets or, um, so, uh, environment. So, so this is
0: non-physical, non-physical people having field trips to other planets and other dimensions.
1: That's it. So yeah. when we are in, like when we are doing the intermissive course as extra physical consciousnesses, we are not in the material dimension. We are just preparing for our future life and doing the intermissive course to prepare. We may have these kinds of field trips where we see, you know, all kinds of different realities that are that impact us in a way that when we are born, we just, uh, um, you know, just don't let us think about our own belly buttons only. You know, we have this um, need. To do something to, to uh, you know a larger community and make a difference somehow. So this is like a vaccine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intermi- the intermissive course professors uh, prepare for us in order for us to be born in in and not just repeat what we have done since we were you know uh, dogs and monkeys or yes. whatever and try to do. Something more relevant to take advantage of this life you know in an evolutionary way,
0: yes, yeah, I like that vaccinate, so and you also use the expression we're hostages of the human brain, right, so kind of suggesting that when we 're in the human brain we're quite <clears throat> quite limited in oh our we, we
1: are actually yeah,, but,
0: but it sounds like these kinds of experiences they can they can somehow penetrate through that mass that physical mass and 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 awaken in us this sense of universalism that you talk about
1: perfect that's it
0: yeah yeah that's beautiful well the the next thing i wanted to talk about and i felt there was a bit of a uh, i'm curious on your thoughts when you were going through the list a uh, relationship between some of the items so there seems to me to be a strong relationship between item 10 which is self retrocognitions, so memories of Past lives and also past intermissive periods the period between lives yeah. and and item four existential series the, the 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 knowledge in ourselves that we've lived previously right there's a there's a relationship between those um, but also I guess they're really big topics so I, i'm just i'd just be interested to hear a bit more of your thoughts about how You know, knowing that we've because I think a lot of people uh, there's been studies to show that a lot of people accept. um, I believe there was more than fifty percent of of, say in America there was some statistics people accept that they probably lived past lives. Um, But it seems to me there's a difference between a general acceptance of that and somehow making it a real part of your life. You know, how does that in fact impact? on how we lead our life and, uh, and relate and so on. So if you could say a bit more about that, that would be lovely.
1: Oh, sure. You know, uh, this is pretty common uh, to hear people uh, speaking about, you know, they have dreamed about uh, being someone different than they are with different, uh, you know, clothes or in a different situation in time, in the past. Uh, But it it was them, you know, they say, oh, it was me, I was there, I was doing this and that in a different situation. So this is pretty, you know, common to happen. And uh, sometimes retrocognitions don't happen only, you know, uh, in a way. Sometimes you you meet someone, uh, you know, someone at work or someone in in a different, you know, um, place you haven't been before.
0: Yes.
1: And uh, and you just look at the person and you say, and you you are sure that you know that person, but you actually don't, you know? Yes. Uh, So this is, uh, we can say this is a kind of retrocognition as well. When you have the conviction, you are sure you have met someone before. Mm. even though you have never seen them uh, in this current life. So and sometimes, uh, you know, this, um, this uh, the, the way you perceive someone yes. uh, as, you know, as a, an old friend or someone you've, you, you just, you know, feel very comfortable with just right in the beginning, uh, this is a kind of retrocognition. Mm. Uh, sometimes you can, um, you know, think about past lives or or uh, past situations just by smelling something, a kind of perfume or a kind of food, and this, uh, you know, uh, triggers your memory as well. So you can have retrocognitions through different ways, um, and this has hundred percent to do with you know existential seriality so the previous lives you've had Uh, for the intermissivist this is a very important uh, um, you know research uh, point Mm. if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because uh, our autobiographies are much more complex than we think, you know? It's not just from the day I was born till now. And um, so the more the intermissivist or the consciousness or any of us know uh, about ourselves, the better in terms of, you know, the the possibilities we have of, you know, implementing uh, some tasks, some evolutionary tasks. So the retrocognitions... Uh, are interesting to help us understand mainly our strong traits, what we have been developing through throughout our evolution. what okay. strong traits we have our talents that sometimes you're not uh, you know using and so the how do skills they, we have
0: How do they help us in doing that? How does a retrocognition help us discover our strong traits? Uh,
1: you know it's very common for you if you're studying about retrocognitions and if you're if you are practicing techniques to uh, have retrocognitions, you may um, see situations in your past, in your past lives, that you were uh, working with, with specific talents, uh, with a strong traits or skills you've developed that you currently don't know or okay. don't have, or you think you don't have, they are just, you know, um, uh, frozen, you know? You you, you you don't know you have these skills. So, so when you have retrocognitions in different times in your past, and that shows you you've, del- you've developed uh, specific skills, Yes. why not using these skills right now, you know? Why not, you know, uh, reactivating these skills since you've ha- you've have, you have developed them in the past? Why not, you know, um, uh, taking advantage of this at this moment and using these skills to, you know, um, develop your mm. life project? So have you so got a, an
0: example? Is there a practical example you can think of? Um, you know, where you've discovered something in your life uh, through that you know that you've brought uh, something, yes. br- brought uh, something into your life in this physical life that that is from a past
1: yeah, sure. you know, I guess one of the um most interesting traits I've found out about about myself is in regards to communication, so um uh, when I was uh, you know a kid, I was very shy. And quiet person, mm-hmm. and uh, very afraid of you know talking in public and stuff. When I had to do this at school, it was as if I was gonna die, you know. <laughs> yes, it was horrible, horrible. And um, and it's interesting because after I study, I started studying about my you know my uh, traits and doing self research about my skills and talents. Um, I I started um, noticing from my self-research and from some parapsychic experiences I've had that in the past, in previous lives, I worked a lot with communication, uh, writing, speaking, teaching. uh, and, And I, in like, I started finding finding out about this in in my early 20s and and I was very shocked because, you know, as I told you, I was very, you know, uh, shy and introvert person. Yes. Uh, But this gave me the strength to, you know, to face this difficulty I had in this current lifetime at this specific moment, Mm. which was my adolescence. Mm-hmm. So it gave me you know the strength, strength to face that um difficulty i had and in the end uh i you know i became what like the thing that motivates me most in my life is the opportunities i have you know to talk to people and to write about you know my experiences so this is the most re- re- you know, rewarding experiences i had in this life is the opportunities I have to talk, that's the most interesting thing. Mm. Um, And and after I started teaching, that I faced, you know, the first, uh, you know, challenges to to speak in public, I started to feel so good, you know, so Mm. motivated. Uh, And then all these uh, past uh, skills I had, you know, developed throughout my life, uh i was like sort of downloading them okay you know yes, and qualifying yes. my communication yes. so this is a very you know uh practical example i can give you using me as a guinea pig
0: <laughs> yes yes yeah no that's amazing so you it's like you're bringing through your own self in a way from the past and it's just
1: exactly up-loading. you know if i if yeah that's it if i didn't uh, you know, go deeper into my self-research and started having these kind of, you know, retrocognitions, I would probably be at this stage in my life uh, with the same kind of, you know, uh, uh, introversion mm. and uh, e- and being afraid of speaking, you know. And the the worst thing, not being able to perform and to... Uh, do what I have, you know, prepared my, myself to do in this life, you know, my existential program that is totally connected to communication.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And you're here talking. So, it's just <laughs> so yeah, you know, in, in action right now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, well, look, the other thing I wanted to touch on is, and it relates to this, I think, but, well, it relates completely to that because it relates to the existential program, and that is prioritization. So that to me, there is a, a big overlap between prioritisation, item number three, and existential program, item number eight. Um, so, under priori- prioritisation, you talked about you know taking making the taking the most advantage we can out of this life. Um, and I guess uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear a bit more about that. And and there is quite a lot of talk these days, or at least in my um, in my bubble, you know, of social media and so on, I see a lot of sort of motivational posts and people talking about um, being successful in life in different ways, you know, uh, making business, obviously, big focus on business success because we all want to do well. Um, But when you talk about prioritisation in the context of the intermissive course, um, what do you have in mind
1: yeah. yeah, um yeah it's very important. I always like to highlight that the intermissive course is a very complex uh you know course because it's um it has to do with training uh the intermissivist uh to perform very advanced existential program, you know. Uh, yes. that will lead them to um, make changes in society. Um, and uh, and this, what happens is that we have this huge amount of information in the intermissive course. We are born, we become a baby who just cries uh, and spend many years until we start, you know, um, uh, Understanding our role in the world, mm. and then we have all the hormones when you are adolescents, and we have all the impact of you know uh, our lives in general, the ordinary life. Yeah. So if we are not um, aware of all these, the flows the society takes us, we are just going to do whatever everyone is doing, and uh, this is not. Uh, actually going to help us perform our existential program you know that's why prioritization is so important uh, it's very common that um, uh, people like we are born and uh, you know we start um, we start working we have our lives then we have our families we have to pay, pay our mortgages and then raise our kids uh, and then uh, sometimes at work, we, you know, we are very dedicated professionals. We do our work very well every day. Uh, but, you know, there's, this is not the existential program only. This mm. is part of the existential program. So there is always, you know, what else is there to do beyond or, you know, or comfort zone? What challenges we can, you know, have. To ourselves that will cont- actually contribute to society. So sometimes uh, people, um, you know, forget about this, even though we, you, we all know, like our lives are already very hectic. Mm-hmm. You know how come? Uh, you know why are you talking about more than that? You know.
0: Yes, but exactly. But inter-
1: for intermissivists, they themselves have chosen to do something more besides all Mm, that, you know? mm, So mm. they, if they don't do that, if they don't look for their existential program, if they don't prioritize what they feel in them that they need to do, uh, after a while, they will become, you know, uh, depressed. Mm. They will become, uh, they have this... A kind of melancholy inside them that they don't know where it comes from.
0: Yes, so like a melancholic feeling that, that exactly. Something, yes, something isn't right.
1: Everything, everything may be perfect in their lives. They have a great job. They have a great family. They have wonderful kids. They have a beautiful house. They have a lot of money, but something's not right. You know. Mm-hmm. So it usually happens to uh, people when they are not prioritizing what they really have to do in life so at this moment for example for myself when i start feeling like this i just stop everything i'm doing and rewind you know just yes. check what what happened what what am i doing wrong here i just don't let myself you know get used to this kind of feeling and this is very typical to the intermissivist they they just don't accept living the life like, you know, just as everyone else is because not because they are better than everyone else, but because they have, you Mm. know, um, they have a sense of responsibility to what they want. They need to do. They have, uh, you know, they have, uh, in, in agreement with people of what they have to do. You know, they have done that before they were born. Look, I have this, You know, this uh, part of the deal here, I'm going to do this. So they are born and they have the feeling that they need to do that. Mm. Um, So this sense of responsibility comes with the prioritization, you know, Kim. Um, So that's why it's an important topic in the intermissive test. uh, Because if you don't prioritize what is the most important you have tons of stuff in life that will take part, you know, that, that will take your yes, time.
0: Yes, yes, it's easy. And, and may, yeah.
1: It's easy and they are important and they are relevant, you know, mm. and, they, and you have to do that. But for the intermissivist, the challenge is to do what they need to do in life. They need to have a job. They need to get their money. They need to raise their families. They need to, you know, have, uh, you know, a, a life, mm-hmm. a positive life. But they still need to an extra effort to you know contribute to society somehow, mm. and this they need they need to develop some kind of intelligences to in order to you know manage their time and uh, focus on what is the priority.
0: Yes, yeah, they've come here with a big with a big program, and I think you said you know they have agreements with they've made agreements with other people, and I, I guess I also have the sense is they've made strong agreements with themselves that they want to uphold.
1: Perfect. That's it. Mm. That's why, you know, that's why you have that, uh, you know, that little alarm inside of yourself, you know, sometimes. It's always there, you know, like what are you doing with your life? The time is, you know, time is passing. Are you, you know, uh, in tune with your existential program or not? Are you late? Are you early? Are you, you know... Uh, on time with what you have to do, so this is um, even though we don't know anything about you know the extension program or if we whether we have done or not an intensive course or all the you know the your previous lives or anything like that, if we do have something to do, this little alarm is gonna be there always reminding you you know
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's such a, you know, it's, it's a whole other conversation. But for me, as you're talking, it, it makes me think, like to rethink mental health and when people talk about feeling depressed or, you know, sort of uh, even anxious, whether to what extent, if, if we were to look at that as an alarm signal that we're not actually doing what we came here for, that might change, you know, not every, exactly. maybe not every case, but it would give us a whole new angle for looking at those conditions. And that they I actually, agree with you. yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, That's look, it.
0: I, I I want to change tack a little bit now, and I would like us to talk about children and family. And um, I I would you know as a as a father myself um, with three children, uh, I'm interested, and in, I'm sure a lot of other people are interested in. If I have kids, um, you know, how can I best support them around? Um, doing their existential program and also connecting with their own intermissive course if they've, if they've got one, right? Um, and I, I would like to start, there's a, there's a quote in your book that I'll just read out. It doesn't exactly go to this question, but it does go to the question of family. So um, I thought we could start with that. So in your book, you write this. At some point, intermissivists must deal with the group karmic interprisons they have created in past lives that is why in general intermissivists decide to be reborn in a family with more complex relationships being more lucid and mature their responsibility is greater in understanding welcoming and assisting their beloved and unloved ones from the past so that's the passage and there's a a couple of well, one key concept I might start to ask ask you first about, and that's group karmic interprisons, and and what is the what is that? How does that relate to our families?
1: Okay, so uh, group karmic inter group karmic interprisons uh, are the result of uh, not positive relations from the past. So if we think, for example, every one of us have um, had relationships that were not very positive, you know, sometimes family members, we didn't really get along or yes. workmates or people, you know, who are in our environment that we've had had hard times with. and um, And this happens all the time. But uh, what happens to the intermissivist is that when they are uh, in the intermissive uh, course, and they are in the extra physical dimension, they have they are not anymore in this physical body. Uh, they tr- they reflect on their past relationships because uh, you know the more we have um, had negative. Relationships in the past or negative results of relationships from the past, uh, this will affect our current life somehow. Mm -hmm. So uh, the more we create positive relationships or work out with the difficult, you know, relationships we have, uh, this will enable us to be more free in the future to um, deal with different groups from the past. So in practical terms, what does it mean? Um, So when we are in the intermissive course, we are pretty aware of our previous lives. Our level of maturity, of um, rationality, uh, of our understanding of our own, you know, talents and weaknesses is um, huge. So we are then ready.
0: Yeah, because sorry, yeah. just just to clarify, but it's because we're not limited by the human body, right? At that stage, we are free from
1: the exactly the brain. The, so, we are we yeah. are exactly again. We are not slaves of the brain anymore, you know. Yeah. So we have other kinds of abilities that we uh, here at the moment we 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 don't have. We don't have capacity to you know to access. So when we are more aware of, you know, all these uh, multidimensional realities and our relationships from the past, and we are planning a future life, our aim is to um, recycle these relationships as soon as possible so we can make a different history from now on, you know? Mm -hmm. So we can make a different history with those people who are... Uh, People we didn't have a good relationship in the past. Yes. So sometimes the most intelligent way is to be born in a family where these people are. So you will have the chance to reconcile with these people. You will be able to create a new history with them. Mm -hmm. You will be able to overcome your, you know, your weaknesses dealing with people who you didn't, you know, have, uh, the ability to do that in previous situations. So, and this is a really, um, an important point in the existential program, you know, like uh, electing your family where you're going to be born and what, why you, you choose these people to be part of your family in order to uh, recycle the relationships.
0: Yes yes so so you're saying, as well as having to you know live a successful life and a good life uh, in professionally and living a life that's focused on contributing to society, we may also have to deal with a complicated family history
1: yeah
0: <laughs> this is, yeah busy so program. that's
1: why I say uh the intermissive courses you know for the strong people, <laughs> yeah. Uh, You know, it's um, uh, it's you 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 actually get tons of support in the intermissive course, you know, and uh, one thing that Dr. Uh, Valdo used to say that I never forget is that the intermissive course is extremely challenging, but it's feasible because it's tailored to you to you. Uh, it's unique you know
0: the existential program uh, you mean the existential program? yeah yes yeah Yeah.
1: the existential program it's uh it's really challenging but it's feasible Mm -hmm. you are able you have abilities you have the skills to make it happen but it's challenging it's not easy you know so that's why you need to use to look for all you know the talents you have, the skills you have, the strong traits you have, to and you have to know your weak traits, you have to develop other traits that you haven't yet in order to, you know, overcome these challenges and and, and you know go get to the end of your life feeling you have achieved what you you Wanted to, you know, mm, so mm. Uh, we. I, uh, Dr. Vieira ha- used to have a sentence, he used to say that we are not here in this life on leisure, yes, you know. So, um, so this is what you know is more challenging in terms of the intermissive course because you know, sometimes you have very, we all, all of us have. Been through that, like difficult people in our families that we just cannot stand. We just can't speak. We just don't understand each other, you know. Mm. And it's hard, but that's also an opportunity for you to, you know, uh, develop develop or use your skills, your intelligence, your ability to create some kind of rapport to see what the other person has in terms of positive skills that you, you know, may see them in a different way. I don't know. Just do something, you know. Um, But try to find out a way to reconcile with these people. You are going to be a much better person in the future, Uh, you know, and you have that person as someone you can help and you can count with from Mm. their own, you know, in your evolution.
0: And, uh, and, look, as you're talking, you know, I'm thinking about situations that are really hard where maybe the other party is, is uh, you know, abusive or um, uh, really not open to reconciliation. And I guess what comes up for me there, in those contexts, we ourselves at least can make peace within ourselves and, and let go of any, any anger and, and resentment that we've carried so that we can let go of those, those interprisons, right?
1: Yeah, that's it. I know it's extremely hard, you know, uh, like ev- every person knows the, you know, these, the kinds of experience they've been through uh, in, with family and stuff. But I guess the main thing to, um, you know, to face is that we cannot change people, but we can change ourselves, you know, uh, we can um, find ways within our you know, in us to deal with these situations and uh, to try to be more mature, you know, not just, uh, it's not uh, something that is easy, but we can try to find our inner tools to, you know, to overcome these kinds of situations. And sometimes the other person is abusive or mean or really, you know, bad to Mm -hmm. you or Mm -hmm. to other family members because they are really immature. And sometimes we are more mature than they are. So uh, somehow we have more responsibility to, you know, to deal with that. Uh, So I guess uh, self-research helps a lot uh, with these kinds of, uh, you know, issues. And the fact that we know that uh, this is not the first time we are relating to these people and this is not going to be the last time. So, no. um, uh, let's try to, you know, make it a little better and, uh, not make it worse, you know?
0: Yes. Yep. Exactly. Have that perspective that you mentioned before of the, the bigger picture, the bigger relationship. Yeah. yeah. And look, um, The last thing I would like to to touch on is whether you have any advice. So let's assume we're in a family where um, the relationships between the parents, we are the parents and we have children who we want to support. Um, What sort of advice would you have around um, trying to help, uh, you know, a young person connect with whether they've done an intermissive course or uh, their existential program?
1: Oh, that's a very interesting question, Kim. Uh, You know, usually uh, from what uh, I have researched and talked to other researchers on the intermissive course as well, uh, children uh, usually begin to show their intermissive intermissive potential between the age of two and five. Okay. So they start, you know, um, talking about some... Uh, experiences or showing some more evolved values they have or they start you know talking about talking to imaginary friends or talking about dreams talking about dreams they've had and um, and I guess um, there are lots of traits children can show and parents if they are aware they are paying attention they can catch you know mm-hmm. so sometimes kids are very proactive to help other kids you know at school they want to help the they want to be friends with that other uh colleague that nobody likes yes. or they you know or they like to help um the the little colleague who has learning difficulties mm-hmm. or uh, you know and are showing the caring
0: showing the caring side very very early
1: exactly exactly and you see that most kids are very violent normally you know but um, but you can see these little things if you are attentive if you are a teacher if you are a parent if you are around children um, these are natural behaviors like that show uh, you know care that show um, Uh, universalism Mm -hmm. that show, you know, all kinds of fraternity, a sense of fraternity uh, that's not very usual, you know. And also uh, what, you know, parents uh, could do to help, and I've seen that. Uh, I'm not a mother, okay, Kim? Uh, So this is uh, sort of uh, a theoretical, you know, approach for myself, but I've been a teacher. Yes, I've exactly. been around kids. I've I've taught kids from one and a half years old on, you know. Mm. Um and I've I've done my all kinds of research as well because you know I'm a, a researcher of the consciousness. So I took advantage of you know all these interactions I've had with with kids. Yeah. And actually uh, have some bets on some kids who may be intermissivists, you know. Okay. Um uh, But, you know, I guess something parents do that I've seen that help a lot is not suppressing their kids' traits, you Mm -hmm. know, like hiding their mistakes or uh, if they have some weak traits, they just uh, try to, you know, suppress that or, um, you know, blocking their manifestation. Mm. So sometimes uh, kids are... You know, of course, you need you, uh, a parent has the you know the responsibility of, of education, of course. But you know, give some respect to the kid uh, to so they can uh, express their innate tendencies. Okay. You know.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, that go sometimes if parents keep an eye, they will see that many of the traits the kids have. Uh, are really related to genetics, you know, to them, to mm-hmm. the parents. Yes. But some other traits and potentials are attributes that none of the family members have.
0: Mm. Not
1: the parents, not the siblings, not the uncles, not the cousins. No mm. one has, just the kid has. Mm. So sometimes these things have to do with their innate ideas, their values, uh, and they need to, you know, give, motivate the kids to let these, you know, feelings or ideas uh, grow. Listen to the kid, what they have to say, uh, even though sometimes they say things that doesn't really make sense, you yes. know. Um, so, so really allowing
0: allowing the child to be him or herself, right? To give him free exactly, expression, yeah. to, to not shame, to not, to not kind yeah. of shut them down, but to just, yes, enjoy yeah,
1: their exactly. full expression. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, there is this side that parents need to prepare the kids to live in society, of course, you know. But there are this other side that um, uh, sometimes uh, parents don't know or don't think about is like to, to uh, let their kids express their, you know, uniqueness you know like Mm -hmm. what they think what they think about their life what they think about uh you know their family the society what they want to do you know i have a very interesting i've been studying actually you know greta thunberg oh yes she's that swedish student who is now you know raising global awareness of climate change and stuff.
0: Yes, 15 years old, I think, at the moment, right?
1: Yeah, she's a very interesting case study that I'm watching now. Uh, I I cannot say that she's an intermissivist, but we all can say that she has her own ideas and she has her own, you know, uh, strength Mm. that she's been very loyal to, you know, And this makes a huge difference. So if parents could, you know, um, motivate their kids to show or to express their, uh, you know, inner ideas with confidence, with courage, encouraging their kids to express that they will feel empowered to do that. Mm. And, you know, these innate ideas will come out more easily. They are not going to feel, you know, afraid because they're little kids. Nobody will understand them. My parents don't, don't uh, you know, listen to me or whatever, you know. So the, ma- the more empowered the kids are, the better they will be able, you know, to express these um uh, not genetic, but paragenetic, you know, like the mm. genetic of their own, you know, reality, their consciousness yes. uh, here. I don't know if this has uh, clarified a little or helped.
0: It has, it has, Tatiana. I think it's really positive advice. Really, you know, whether our children are intermissivists or have their own unique existential program, that sounds like really positive advice to, you know, empower, empower kids to be themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I guess that's the the main point, you know, like let the kids show their uh, singularities uh, and um, motivate them to, you know, express themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's lovely. It's really good advice. And on that note, we are out of time. So thank you so much again, Tatiana, for coming back. Um, if people want to find you, you're on Facebook under Tatiana Motta. And also for your book, I believe you have a a page, Intermissive, yes, in intermissive of Course. Yes, Intermissive
1: Course. Yeah. Just uh, access the page or uh, my Facebook page or whatever. And I'm, I'll be very happy to, you know, to help with uh, any kind of questions.
0: Yeah, lovely. Okay. And um, also, of course, you can find information about Tatiana um, on the website for this podcast, multidimensionalevolution.com. Um, so, yes, thanks, Tatiana. And it was lovely to talk to you Thank so you so much, Kim.
1: Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, why don't you head over to iTunes and give it a positive rating to help others find it. You can find more information about today's guest and topic on my website, multidimensionalevolution.com. There you'll also find my blog with a whole bunch of articles that I'm sure you'll find interesting. If you want to support this work, I encourage you to consider buying my book, Multidimensional Evolution, Personal Explorations of Consciousness. You can find information and reviews of it on my website and also on Amazon. If you have any suggestions about guests or topics, please get in touch. I always enjoy hearing from you. I look forward to connecting with you again in another place and at another time.